0: comes in for a landing on a farmland just behind the barn. It's a misty and gray morning with diffused light. Out of the farmhouse an oldish but fit guy comes stomping out toting a shotgun. He walks cautiously toward the spaceship and Natasha comes stumbling out don't shoot! Don't shoot!
1: My god, is that really you? Natasha?
2: Yes. It's me, Doc. Now, put the fucking gun away.
1: Is that ship American or Russian? I've never seen one of those before.
2: It's neither.
1: Well, whoever she belongs to, the ship is a beauty.
2: I need No offense to but forget about the ship. I need you to patch me up.
0: Natasha falls to the ground on hands and knees. That's when Doc sees her bloodied torso, the fact that she's been shot.
1: Why am I not surprised you show up here bloody and close to death? Alright, come on, let's get you inside before you bleed all over my lawn.
2: You're a peach, Doc.
1: I just don't want you to die on me, because I sure as fuck do not want to go through the trouble of having to dig a hole to bury your
0: sorry dead ass.
2: I love you too, Doc.
0: Natasha's laid out on her side, on a surgical table, in a cramped operating room, a converted walk-in pantry. Natasha is clearly in pain and laboring to stay conscious. Doc, now dressed in scrubs and mask, is washing up at the sink.
1: So what's it going to be? Local or general?
2: Are you kidding me? I'm not going to let you put me under general anesthesia. I want to be wide awake to make sure you don't budge the operation.
1: You were always stubborn little shit. Suit yourself.
0: He grabs a pair of shears and cuts off Natasha's shirt. He preps the wound, injects the area with numbing medication, then gets to work.
2: Why haven't you asked me about what happened?
0: I don't want to know. Or maybe
1: I already know. What I know for sure, though, is that you are in deep shit.
2: I thought you were retired. Why are you still in a loop?
1: Some things have too much drama to ignore. I don't have to go look for the gossip. The gossip found me.
2: So? What is it you heard?
1: Something about Papa Bear having sacrificed you for the good of the country. And you weren't too happy about it.
2: Dерьmo, More like double-crossed me and left me for dead. What else?
1: Your sister. She's carrying a child who is very valuable to Papa Bear. Some are saying the baby is an alien-human hybrid. But of course, that's crazy talk. Wait a minute. That ship out there, it's the aliens, isn't it? So maybe it's not crazy talk.
2: You didn't answer my question.
1: Look, Natasha, I owe an allegiance to Papa Bear. He's the one who helped me defect from the US to the Soviet Union. He gave me a job, and then he made sure I wasn't lost in the shuffle when the Soviet flag was replaced by the Russian one. No, I don't know where he is. I could probably find out, but I'm not going to. I have a nice retirement going, and I don't want to fuck that up by ratting out the person who is providing me with that nice retirement.
2: The You're a pussy, and you're full of shit. By the way, are you done yet? What's taking you so long, old man?
1: (laughs) Extracting that bullet was taking me so long. You're lucky the bullet got lodged into your hip bone instead of hitting vital organs. Now stop moving. I need to stitch you up.
2: I know you're lying to me about how much you actually know. You were Papa Bear's go-to guy, when it comes to medical experimentation. So I'm pretty sure he asked you to consult on an alien human baby.
0: Doc dresses the wound, snaps off his gloves, and rips off the mask and scrubs.
1: I'm not sure what you're insinuating when you say medical experimentation. I was just the guy who patched up you spies who weren't smart enough to not get
0: shot, or whatever else. Natasha struggles to sit up, but she eventually does, legs dangling off the surgical table. Doc stares at her exposed breasts, then jerks his head when he realizes he's been staring at her. I'll go get you a shirt. He starts toward the door but
2: wait it's my sister who's carrying the child papa bear has my baby sister and she's in danger
1: I know and yes he asked me to be on the team I refused I'm too old for that type of drama there's nothing I can do to help you and besides I wouldn't do you any good you can't go up against him and expect to live through it I'm going to get
0: you that shirt now.
2: <inaudible> Fuck.
0: Doc has set Natasha up in one of the bedrooms to rest, while he goes about his day. She tries to fight off the urge to sleep, but she's just too exhausted, and so she dozes off. When Natasha wakes, she sits up in bed, startled, not knowing where she is or how long she's been asleep. And then she remembers she's at Doc's place. But then she checks the wall clock and is shocked to learn that she's been asleep for 12 hours. And now it's night again. Natasha gets out of bed gingerly, still sore from the surgery.
2: Oh, matvayo. Shit. That hurts.
0: She pads out of the bedroom. ...and heads downstairs. The house is quiet. Docks nowhere to be found. Natasha finds her way to the kitchen. She's starving. When she opens the fridge, she gasps. There are large jars filled to the brim. One is stuffed with snails. Another with grasshoppers. And still another with crickets... There are jars and jars of them. What the fuck? She checks the pantry, which has the usual staples, but also several bags of desiccated larvae flour. The bags are emblazoned with the tagline of Great Alternative for Baking.
2: (laughs) Господи, да что же это такое? Seriously? What the fuck?
0: From the kitchen window, she can see the barn and notices that there is a light coming from one of the small windows. Natasha fast walks to the barn and puts her ear to the barn door. She's certain she can hear a low mumbling of people talking. She walks to the side of the barn, where there's a small window, but it's too high for her to look into, reaching up. She grabs the window ledge and does a chin-up to get eye-level with the window. Natasha almost shits her pants at what she sees going on inside the barn. In fact, it's not a barn at all, but a converted living quarters, reminding Natasha of an army barracks. But who is inside aren't soldiers or even human? They're lizard people. Literally... Lizard and people. Not exactly lizard, not exactly people, but a hybrid of the two. They're wearing clothes, shirt and pants, but no shoes. They have tails. They are green and sort of scaly, but also kind of cute, some even handsome. Several are in their bunks looking at their phone screens. Others are in the living area playing video games, while a group are watching sports on the TV. A few are eating out of the jars of insects and or snails.
2: Mamchika Holy shit.
0: Natasha drops back to the ground and fast walks back to the house.
2: Doc, where the fuck are you? You got some explanation to do.
0: Back inside the house, Natasha heads upstairs and starts opening and closing doors until she finds Doc's bedroom. Doc is buck-ass naked and giving it to someone real good, doggy style, when she sees that Doc is having sex with a lizard person.
2: my твою, oh my god
3: Deep State Dossier Podcast is a production of Radio Juice Media. To learn more, go to our website, radiojuicemedia.com. The story was written by Casey Pope and produced by Mariana Baker. The podcast was narrated by Harold Baker. The voice actors are Tori and Hugo Chacon, Mariana Baker, Vaughn Aronson, Violet Lands, and Casey Pope. If you liked this podcast, you might also enjoy Casey's novels available on Amazon or visit his website at fugitivejuicemedia.com. For more information, including supporting material for each episode, visit radiojuicemedia.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks for listening and have a very sexy day.